So what this is, I'm I'm starting something a little new. Um, I have the podcast and and I do that. Uh, just a, a few other things. Um, but one of my coaches was saying, you know, you need to really speak to the person that you're trying to capture. Uh, my avatar was always just anybody and everybody. I want, you know, I want everybody to know who God is and I want everybody to know, uh, to have a relationship with everybody else. So we can all live in this happy-go-lucky world. But uh, God was really speaking to me too, like get specific. And this coach was saying, get specific. You, you're just kind of just like shooting in the dark. So, and they just said, uh, the way to get specific, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't really have that, that person in mind who you want, speak to yourself about five years ago. Uh, usually we all go through a, a dark place, right? Uh, something that's not going right. And five years later, you'd be like, how did I make it through that? And my dark place, my darkest place was uh, in about, eh, it was about 10 years ago. About 10 years ago, I was <clears throat> in the classroom, of course, and it was just, you know, you hear about the rat race and spinning the wheel and you, the hamster on the wheel. Every day I would get up, go in that classroom, half give it all, well, first I would give it all, then a few years later, half give it all, and then a few, a few years later after that, it was just like, I'm just, I'm just there sitting in the corner like, I just want to go home. And the kids are just like killing each other and like, uh, we don't, we all just want to go home. We all crying, you know, we all just sitting there. That was my darkest place and I was stuck. And being stuck, was really because I had no purpose. And that's what this is for. The purposeful pathway is really getting unstuck. And this is me talking to myself 10, 13, 15 years ago. Uh, you have a purpose. And the things I've been learning, you know, I made up this word called Wabiki Guy, and I talk about that all the time. But a lot of people don't really get, uh, or they hear Japanese and be like, uh, not talking to me and keep moving. So <clears throat> I'm really breaking this down for my sons. Well, I thought he had got in, but uh, for my sons and how really to get unstuck. And you, the way you get unstuck, and these are my nuggets, okay? The first one is coming from uh, Wabi Sabi. I'm bringing the, the Japanese still now, okay? I'm still bringing it, but uh, this is gonna be from a whole different standpoint from the podcast. Um, Wabi Sabi usually deals with uniqueness and perfection in the imperfection. God made us unique. Uh, I was reading in one, Psalms uh, 139, 14, and most people know it's like you're fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I was telling that to my son too. He was like, yeah, dad, okay. Fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I, I know that. But if you look at it, I try to look at some things in, I mean, I try to look at things in context. In context, usually when you pick out a scripture like that, you go two uh, above and two below. Well, this time I'm doing one below and two below. I mean, one above and two below. And it starts with 13. It says, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that all well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, that is saying that we're really fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, you get the whole context that we're made by a higher power. God made us and you, self, you are a masterpiece. And one person brought, put it down, you're a masterpiece. And he said, because we carry a piece of the master. And I love that. Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about that because we carry a piece of the master. Yeah, okay, that's cute and all, but he actually blew his breath in us. And if you think about it, you have involuntary breathing. Since he blew his breath in our lungs, you can't stop it, even if you wanted to. The only way it can stop is if you die. <clears throat> so we carry a piece of him no matter what. And plus we carry his uh, imaginations. Uh, we're an expression of him. So that means we're masterfully, masterfully crafted. I love that too, because we're crafted, formed and verified before we even began, before time even began, we were created. That should give me a little bit of hope that I'm, if I'm sitting here just thinking that I wish the day was over with, but I was created to be in this place at this point in time. Even part of that, my uniqueness or your uniqueness too, uh, you're masterfully branded. And when you're branded with, when you're branded by God, you're branded by his character. And there's three aspects to that. There's his character, his, uh, his nature, and is also his intent. And you might be like, how does that affect me? How do I have God's character in me? And if you look at the character of God, he's holy. And really, that really just means that he's set apart, that he's set apart from everything else. And if you look at us, and everybody that comes in on this room or gets on in the program and things like that, everybody is unique and different. We have our own identity. Since you have your identity, since I can't be you and you can't be me, we are set apart. His nature, his nature is that he can't 
He cannot lie. So, and when I think about that, all of us have a degree of integrity. It might not be with as much as the next person or uh, when my kids are watching me, I have this level of, of integrity. Uh, but when I'm by myself, it might be a little bit different. There's always a level of integrity. I almost, I don't want to say that you cannot lie, that we're not perfect, but you do carry those characteristics where you don't want to most of the time. Now it might be situational or something like that, but most of the time you don't want to. Uh, that's just the way nature is. Uh, you might say I lie all the time, but most of the time you probably don't want to, you feel like you have to. Uh, another thing is his intention, which is goodwill, goodwill towards men or humans. Uh, it's easy to express that to even like an evil person really would take care of their uh, kids. Um, we have all of these things, these characteristics. We have goodwill towards uh, our neighbors, uh, to anybody that we feel that we want to, it's easy to take on those characteristics of God and then push them on other people. Well, I don't wanna say push, uh, display them or express them towards other people. And that's how we were made. We're unique, woven together before, we were, uh, before time even began. Using that concept of uniqueness, Wabi-sabi has us, there's, there's two aspects of wabi-sabi. That's why it's two words. The wabi part really uh, deals with time and the sabi part deals with beauty. That brings us into, and I'll get deeper into these weeks, weeks. I'm just giving the overview right now, but the time, comes from long lasting, uh, pretty much eternity from, from beginning to end, our time span and the beauty in that. So the uniqueness is coming because of the beauty. Now time has an effect on everything. If you look at uh, mountains or seas or anything, over time either they'll evaporate, evaporate and dry up or it might get bigger, or there's erosion, all kinds of things. Time has an effect on things that changes it. And that change makes things unique. So not to spend too much time on wabi-sabi, uh, that time and change makes, makes us really unique. Uh, that mindset will shift us from, okay, I'm just here doing what everybody else does to I'm unique. A lot of people have get stuck into trying to be like everybody else. And when they're stuck trying to do, man, I see this person doing this over here and, and my neighbor right here is doing this over here and they're trying to be like everybody else. There's no time for you to really connect with your own identity. When you don't have that identity connection, guess what happens? 
when you're trying to be like everybody else, you notice that one thing, there's an emptiness on the inside of you because you've neglected you. A lot of people, and this is why self-improvement and uh, personal growth is really getting big right now is because they're trying to identify themselves or they're trying to develop themselves into, into somebody. And a lot of people don't know how to, about how to do it. So when they look to somebody else, and that's where a coach comes in, you need a coach. Everybody needs a coach. A coach needs a coach. Everybody needs a coach. <laughs> but having that time and that uniqueness all rolled up into one, you, that brings you to Ichigo Ichie, which is uh, one time, one meeting. Out of Wikipedia, Wikipedia says, uh, it describes the cultural concept of treasure and the unrepeatable nature of a moment. So we are in the moment. Right now is, is us right here right now and before we lose ourselves to the next thing uh i always talk about how in the moment you can't really worry about the future in the moment you can't really worry about the past because you have to be present if you're worried about the past then you're not in the moment Things are happening right here. And if your focus is here of already what's happened, most of the time you are in a sad state. That's usually depression because you're regretting some of the choices that you've made, but we're in the present. But if you're looking toward the future, usually in that negative time, space continuum that we're looking at it's usually the negative is worry because it hadn't happened yet you don't even know if it's going to happen or not but whatever it is you're worried about this if i can make this work if i can pay the bills if i can do this if i can do that and we're not here we're not present we're missing out so if you're in the present future doesn't matter the the past really doesn't matter because what is is right here in this time and space. You have to really get into uh, a, a mindset that right now matters. Now, when I look back and I'm thinking, okay, I just want to be like everybody else. I just want the car or things like that. I'm, really looking to the future or I'm looking on the past saying I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I could have made it, but I didn't. Next time I will, again, future. But if I'm looking at right now, all the things that's happening around me and I'm treasuring the, the, the uh, if I'm treasuring the unrepeatable nature of the moment, then guess what? I can see that this moment in time really means something. And if it means something to me, if it's meaningful, then I can really move. I can keep moving forward because it wasn't a waste. A lot of people that I talk to, 
they feel that they've missed something. And what they're missing is most of the time is the regret that they didn't make a choice, but you can't, I mean, it's too late. Right now is the present. What do you have going for you right now? And a lot of times until they really see, hey, this is actually happening. This is working out for my good. Until they see that, then, or once I say, once they see that, then you know what things start to pick up. This means, hey, I, I, I'm making a positive impact on this one kid right here. And that makes a difference to all the world. I mean, that kid might be the future president and you're making a difference in that life. <laughs> but um, one of the scriptures says, be careful then how you live, not as an unwise, but a wise person, making the most of every opportunity that's time right there, being in the present, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the world, what the Lord's will is. Making the most of every opportunity. And the only way you can do that is if you're in the present. You can't make the most of today's opportunity yesterday. And you can't make the most of today's opportunity next week. Today is today which, let's see, I'm gonna do this five minutes. I, I, I can do this, I can do this. <laughs> All right, Meaning, uh, a meaningful, work worthy life. Okay, uh, I am taking a class right now on Ikigai, Ikigai Khan. Ikigai, there is so much that I was, on there, I, I was just thinking, hey, it's the it's the life worth living, or the reason you get out of bed. But there's there's so much, so much, so much more deeper than I thought. I didn't know what I was getting into. I, this you talk about a rabbit hole. Oh my goodness! But Ikigai Khan is this <clears throat> a life worth living, and there are two parts to it. Ikigai sources and the actual feelings. Khan is the feeling. So Ikigai, you have your sources and then the things that make you feel good or the because of the sources, the things that are, are becoming meaningful for you, to you. What I didn't know back then when I was in a dark place is that everything we say and do has meaning. And what I mean by that is all connected. My uniqueness and your uniqueness, you being in the present, affects the things around you, your circle of influence. And everything that you do, everything that you say has the butterfly effect. And the butterfly effect is the flap of a wing, a butterfly's wing can cause uh, hurricanes and tornadoes around the world. The little things that I say and do right now in this moment can affect, say, my grandchildren, my great-great-grandchildren, or a decision that I make to invest in myself right here, right now, can really change the trajectory of everything that happens in the future. 
Now I can't worry about that because that's the future, but I can worry about the present and know that since it has meaning, it's good for something. Now, when I back then, I didn't know that. I didn't think that everything I did had meaning. You know, I just sat there and said, hmm, you know, uh, this is this is good or this is bad. Everything that I made a choice in had a meaning to it. You got to have vision. That brings me to uh, Proverbs. There's a proverb that says, where there's no vision, the people perish, and he that keeps the law happy is he. When you don't have meaning, you don't have vision. That means you cast off restraint. There's another version of it that says, uh, the people will cast off restraint. They just don't care anymore. And that's exactly where I was sitting. I didn't care anymore. That's when you're really in a dark place where the things are happening around you have meaning, but you don't care. So to really bring it in, finding reason for being, discovering Ikigai, this is like the mm, probably week three or four, really getting into your Ikigai sources. The things that bring you meaning and bring you joy, they not because we wanna feel good, but actually we wanna make a difference. And the things that you do for yourself, the difference that you make in yourself will affect everything around you. Uh, everyone has a, 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 a purpose, right? And we are all at peak existence when we discover what makes us tick. When you are not functioning in your purpose, that's when you're most susceptible to being fallen in that trap of, I just don't care no more. A chair is designed to sit in, right? This right here, what I'm sitting in is a chair. The more I misuse this chair, if I stand in that chair, if I use the chair as a ladder, I'm like, man, I don't have a ladder. I don't have a step stool. I'm gonna use this chair. The more I use it, abuse it, it's not doing what it's designed to do, the more likely it's gonna break. Same as us. The more <laughs> that we are doing the things that we are not called to do. I'm not called to uh, be this person here. And the more I try to be this person, the more, the more likely I'm going to break and it's not going to be good. You know, a lot of us try to fake it till we make it. And I won't say they, they keep doing that, but if it has no meaning, that's one sure sign of hey, you going in the wrong direction because eventually you're going to find yourself in a dark place and we don't want that. What we want to do is have a purposeful pathway to a purposeful life, okay? We're gonna live life on purpose. We're only, we're not here just to exist. I know I put that in a, in a little thing. We're not here just to exist. We're here to really live life on purpose and uh, for a purpose. 
we really can make a difference. So the end goal is to really develop vision. Uh, I was talking to my son today about vision. Vision is that end goal. And what happens is this, because he had all kinds of questions and I'm saying the vision is the end goal, okay? The vision is what God gives you. That's the big plan. That's the, that's the finish line right there. I have put in one of my books. That's the finish line. But what we see is where we have trouble as humans or with all of this having this purposeful pathway, that purposeful pathway, we can't see the now game, the things that's happening right now. What we do is we walk in the dark and it's designed that way. Let me tell you why. First off, uh, the scriptures say, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to do this by faith. We have to do this blindly. We have to do this in the dark. Well, that's not really good. That's, that, that's kind of bad. Well, because that vision is big. My vision is huge. And time after time, if you look at all the characters in the Bible, they're the ones that really made a big difference. If you had told them, if God said, hey, I want you to be, um, you know, uh, let's look at Joseph. If Joseph, coat in many colors, you're going to have your brothers bow down to you and things. But if you told him, hey, I mean, he had the vision. That was good. That was really, hey, he started even bragging about it. Hey, guess what? Y'all going to bow down to me. But if, he, if God had told him, okay, you're going to have to be sold into slavery, you know, they're going to tell your dad that you died. Uh, uh, you're going to be accused of rape. Um, you're going to jail for a while, they're gonna forget about you in the jail. You know, your whole land is gonna go through famine and things like that. You might not ever see your brothers again, but you probably will. And when you see them, they're not gonna know who you are and things like that. If you told, if he had told them the whole path to get to where he was on the end game, guess what? He probably was, you can have that. I'm done. <laughs> If they say that you're gonna, you know what? You're going to do this great thing. You're gonna say you're gonna save your people and uh, you're gonna have to really go through a lot. And a lot of times that a lot that we go through is bringing us to the end game. That vision, the only way you're gonna fulfill that vision. But we usually turn that down if you know, oh, I got a what? Mm. Your coaching program is how much? Mm. But when you look at it in the long run, it was necessary because you're in the here and now. So that's just the that's just the very beginning. I I I don't want us to. Um, really just sit and think I'm in a place and I and I'm trying to get out. I'm doing my 
I'm doing whatever I can. Or you might know somebody who's like, uh, if I could just do something, I don't know what it is, but if I could just do something, this is that something that's going to help you discover what that something is. So uh, that's why I'm so excited. I really just like can't be quiet right now. And I probably won't go to sleep tonight. But uh, yeah, I just want a lot of good things to happen. And um, I know it will, because this is going to get bigger and bigger. So this first one, I'm going to uh, put into uh, a, a replay. I think it's being recorded. So I might post that one, but none of the other ones are. They're not going to be recorded because what's going to happen is, well, they're going to be recorded, but they're going to be made for content. So this one, everybody can say, okay, this is what it's about. But these next ones, when we get deep into each section, that's going to be part of a, a whole class. So uh, I hope you guys have a great, great rest of your night. I appreciate you really coming through and being a part of it. And um, I, uh, I love you guys. Love you so, so very much. And I wish I could see myself back then seeing this just today and saying, hey, it's going to be all right. All right. So love y'all and y'all be blessed. Okay.